You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is your usual Talking Chop podcast host, Brad Rowland, coming to explain what you're about to listen to. If you missed it over the weekend, we dropped the first one of these. Basically, we are uh, transcribing of sorts a bunch of video podcasts that were recorded by Garav and putting them audio only after some requests from some of our listeners and readers. So hopefully uh, you guys can enjoy this interview in audio form. It's with Michael Harris, Braves Prospect 2019, Draft Pick, etc. And uh, a fun conversation is to be had here. Uh, If you're not subscribed to this podcast, Go ahead and do that now. And uh, as always, we'll have our regular show. We had an, another new episode on Sunday, etc. But without further delay, here is a uh, nice interview that, for you to listen to. And also, as a reminder, one more time, it was originally recorded on video, but here is the audio-only version. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Talking Chop video podcast series. My name is Gorov, and I'm, I am going to be your host. Uh, with me today is Braves 2019 third-round draft pick, Michael Harris. Michael is graciously joining us before practice today, so thank you so much for doing that. Um, so far, how's your day been? I've been pretty good. I'm pretty good. You? Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty solid myself. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get started. You ready, man? All right, so like leading up to, leading up to the draft, you know, you're a highly sought-after prospect. Uh, what was the whole pre-draft process like for you? Were you constantly fielding like uh, interviews, all that kind of stuff? Because – you look at your perfect game page, that's already set. Everyone knows your abilities. And now everyone's trying to figure out where I take you in the draft, how much is it going to take you to buy you out of your commitment. You know, you had a strong commitment to a very strong Texas Tech team. Uh, at the time, you were, you know, you were a two-way player. You were ranked the number one left-handed pitcher in the state of Georgia, according to perfect game. Uh, you had that 93, 95-mile-an-hour fastball. But equally on the other side, you had one of the top-rated exit velocities at 93 miles an hour. So, like, what was the whole pre-draft process uh, like for you? And did you know you are going to go as early as the third round? Well, um, the process was was kind of weird. Um, I had a good amount of home visits with teams, uh, and I always had the question of would I want to be a pitcher or an outfielder? And I would always tell them whatever – whatever suits you well whatever fits for me in your organization uh, to help the team win and um i didn't i didn't know it'd be as early as third round i thought it'd be just a little bit after that um mm-hmm. you know just doing the 
the workouts, the pre-drive workouts, I didn't really throw a lot of – I didn't throw a lot of bullpens because they mostly came to the high school games that year. Mm-hmm. So I mostly just hit. And I guess at the at the Braves workout, it really worked out in my favor for hitting and being an outfielder. Did you did you favor one? Did you in the back of your mind were you like I want to be a hitter, but I'll do whatever is needed, or like what what was going on? Yeah, I always I always thought in the back. I'm I feel like I was more of an outfielder because I feel like I was the guy that wanted to play every day instead of mm-hmm. wanting to sit out every five days and wait for my turn to play again. Because mm-hmm. I I like to had a chance to compete every day, so. I mean, I know when I saw when I came across you and during my whole like pre-job process, I was like, "This is a five-tool player." I, I really don't see a reason why he needs to be on a mound. Like, you need that talent out there. You need that speed. You need that arm. You need that. You need that power. Like, it was a pretty simple decision for me, despite like you know, you being rated you know in the 99th percentile for all your pitches. So that's a incredible honor for you. Um, to kind of build on that, you go from Stockbridge, Georgia, and then you're selected by your hometown team. I know that you were a Braves fan growing up. I think the rumor was like during like high school commencement or something like that, you were wearing a Braves hat during it all. Like what was happening when you were selected uh, and, or at least uh, better yet, when the Braves called you and told you that you were going to be picked by them? Um, yeah, that was, that was really crazy. I still can't believe that. Just growing up watching the team, growing up watching mostly all the games, knowing everything about each player. Um, when I got drafted, um, I didn't have a reaction, honestly. I just stared at the TV. <laughs> Everybody around me was, like, cheering and jumping on me, but I just couldn't get it through my, my brain that the Braves actually picked me in the third round. Well, do you, like, kind of model – growing up, I mean, did you model yourself after any players? Because, obviously, you were – you grew up kind of during the – the golden era of, of Atlanta Braves baseball. So like, did you find yourself trying to model like after Andrew or Chipper or like what, who was your inspiration growing up? Growing up, I would say Jason Hayward was. Jason Hayward. Oh my goodness. He was by far my favorite. As soon as I started getting involved in like prospects, he was by far my favorite prospect of all time. That was just like so much to joy. Just like you, Georgia boy. Like it's, it's, it's funny. We, uh, us in the Talking Chop minor league group, when we talked about you, first thing that came up was like a Jason Hayward from Georgia, five tool, tons of potential, tons of athleticism. So that's kind of what we think about you. I know that's really, really lofty praise, uh, but I know you got a great head on your shoulders. Uh, what, what made you pick the Braves over going back to go, actually going to school? Because like Texas Tech coming off a fantastic 2019 season, you know, everyone loves their staff. So what kind of, like, made you want to go uh, pro? Yeah, I definitely I definitely considered that because I think Texas Tech would have definitely got me uh, as prepared as the Braves would um, right now. Um, I mean, I really took the chance because me being an 18-year-old, I feel like me going early, I'd still be just as ready, if not more ready, than coming out of – coming out of college as a junior or a senior, mm-hmm. still having to be in the same spot I would be right now. So I feel like I'd be more ahead right now than I would as a junior or senior coming out of college. Okay, I gotcha. So, like, you're drafted 
And let's be honest, I, I absolutely love that 2019 draft class. You're sent down to, uh, to Florida and you join a team with, with like Backstrom, Paley, Morton, Grissom, you know, extremely athletic, high ceiling players. What was it like being all together at one time, starting your career together and hopefully, you know, building, you know, kind of building together and uh, all achieving your dream at the same time? Yeah, it was really, that's really a fun group to be around. Um, we all, um, really good boys. We helped each other. We pushed each other throughout the season, mm-hmm. uh, pushing each other to be great, uh, correcting people when they do, correcting each other when we do something wrong or need to fix a little thing, uh, something. Um, but that group, that group is really talented. And oh, yeah. I see a lot in the future for that group. Do you see yourself kind of competing with one another, you know, just for fun, competing with one another, trying, trying to fuel each other? Or is it like a, oh, man, like, now I know the standard of which I got to play. Like, let's go. Like, let's, let's, I want to challenge myself and try and be as good as them all the time. Like, what, uh, is, it, is it a good feel for you? Or is it kind of just nice knowing you have other really highly talented players, right? But like building alongside with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, like in practices and stuff, we would do a lot, we'll do a lot of competitions against each other, uh, try to push each other and also beat each other. So, it, I think it made us better as a group and individually. So, yeah. I love it. I, it's like just insanely talented group of kids. I, I really hope all of you guys succeed. Um, you know, after that, you, you sit with them, you train with them. You know, to say you held your own down in Florida would be putting it light. You, know, you, you go from facing high school pitching to now facing some college talent, some really, really high-end uh, high school talent. And in 31 games, you still had a 917 OPS. Uh, like, it was absolutely 100% worthy of a promotion to Rome, which, again, you were 18 at the time, is absolutely, like, crazy to think about as from, like, my point of view. So what was going through your head when you, get the, when you got the call from, from the team saying, hey, we want you up in Rome, we want you challenged by, like, Rome is a lot of high-end, you know, college kids that just come out of college got three more years on you and like now you're sitting staring at them at the box like what was going through your mind yeah I, I don't think I'll ever forget that night uh that night I was in the room I was in the hotel room with Martin and I think it was Grissom so we were just listening to music you know having fun um and then we get a I get a call to the hotel room so I, I, we thought it was like the front desk complaining about the music. <laughs> so, um, Morton answers it and then says it's for me. So I answer it and it's our it's our manager telling me that I'm going to Rome and I and I sat there and I was like quiet. But he he had to make sure I was still on the phone and <laughs> it was like it was like ten o'clock that night. So I had to leave three or four in the morning the next the next day. So I had to pack all my stuff and be ready to go the next the next morning. So I got like an hour of sleep. I almost missed the bus to get, I mean, the, I almost missed my ride to the airport. That's um, <laughs> yeah, so that was a crazy night. Uh, and I knew in the back of my head, like I knew the guys that were there already and the competition I was up against. And it was really a blessing to actually be, uh, be called that night. Yeah, it's it's a lot of talent over there. I still remember that 2016 Rome Braves squad that had like Max Fried, Soroka, all of them. They're all in the big leagues now, and now you're just slotting in right behind them. It's kind of a 
it's, it was like a really big deal when I saw you get that promotion. Uh, what would you say was like the biggest difference uh, stepping into the box in Rome as opposed to Stockbridge, Georgia? I say the the mindset of the pitchers. Um, okay. They knew, you know, they're, they're more advanced and know what to throw in what situations and what batters are like ultimately ultimately looking for. So like they'll change it up, different different uh, motions and mm-hmm. timing, throw them off. So like I think that was the the biggest the biggest change from that um, position. How do you how do you kind of like adapt to that? Is it just you know film study or is it just repetition really helps you get to that next level? I say I say it's a little bit of both. Um, film definitely uh, helps, but also getting the reps in and actually seeing it yourself I feel like it's it's better okay I got you man um so like 2019 fantastic year you get drafted in the third round by your hometown team you know you have this incredible debut you get pushed all the way to Rome fast forward to 2020 and you start hearing rumors that you know there might not be a minor league baseball season it might be shortened there might not be one at all like what exactly is is happening like are you are you still focused on your goal? Are you trying to figure out everything that's going on in 2020? Like what, what's, what's your mindset when you hear all these rumors? So um, when I got back, I was still working out with a group of minor league players and high schoolers. I was actually working out with Marquise Grissom and his son. Okay. Um, we always knew there was a chance we wouldn't have a season, but at the same time, we knew we couldn't stop working because mm-hmm. – there would be some opportunity if Major League Baseball was gonna was gonna do something. There'll be something with the minor leaguers at least. Okay. Little. So always we just kept working for opportunities like this. Okay. Yeah, I mean I couldn't imagine like you're trying to start your career and then bam, you get hit something with like absolutely no you couldn't do a thing about it and not your fault at all. So like kudos to you to be able to rebound from that. Um once you hear that the, that there is no official season, uh, what was your plan for 2020? This is before you get called up to, you know, the Gwinnett Taxi Squad and you're getting reps with them over there. Like, what was your – what did you decide your goal for 2020 was going to be? Um, I didn't have any really – I don't really have any personal goals. I just wanted to get through the 2020 season strong, healthy, and play as best as I can, be um, a good teammate the team win and get the championship i love it man i love it uh you know again i'm gonna go back to literally just last year uh you're playing against high schoolers fast forward to you know i think it was march of this year you find out you get i mean i know that you were the rumors were you were actually showing out in the gwinnett camp and that you kind of you were kind of like hey atlanta like look at me because of how well you were doing uh, you find out that you're at, you're added to the 60 man squad. Uh, what one again? Like I have a feeling I know what was going through your head. It sounds like you're someone that just kind of takes it in for a second. But you hear that you're going to Atlanta. You're you're going to be on the same field as Acuna, Albies, Freeman, all of them. What was going through your mind, and what did you hope to learn from this entire experience? So that was that was kind of like the same experience with getting caught to Rome. Mm-hmm. I got the call. I was quiet again. 
I didn't. <laughs> yeah, had to make sure I was on the phone still, and I had to hurry up and go get my stuff out the locker room and head to Atlanta. And I don't know. The whole time, I just couldn't believe it to be on the, the field with those same some same people that I grew up watching mm-hmm. basically every day. Um, I just can't wrap my head around this. Who was who was the first person you tried to, or did anyone actually try to reach out to you as soon as you showed up, or was it kind of like a oh it's a rookie we gotta we gotta we gotta haze him a little bit and kind of just like stay away from him? I mean, no, uh, guys came up and talked to me and the other players that were up there and introduced themselves and you know talked to him a little bit. Um, nah, it was. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't haze. Yeah, they're good people up there. Were you were you starstruck at all? I mean, I I don't think I, it doesn't seem like you're the type of person too. But I think for me, based on like this first ten minutes, it's someone you'd be like, oh oh snap, that's Freddie Freeman. Okay, now I'm I'm used to it. Now I belong here. So like, is there anyone that kind of just made you stand back and be like, that's where I want to be, or like, what what exactly was happening when you stepped on the field for the first time? <laughs> I mean, well, I after the draft, I went and met most of the players. Okay. So I wasn't really starstruck, uh, but I definitely I definitely thought this, the position they're in right now is somewhere I definitely want to be in the future. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to continue to work to get in that position. I love it, man. All right, now let's, let's, let's have a little bit of fun. All right, you're, you're in Truist Park. You got Freddie Freeman working an absolutely beautiful at bat, picks up that walk. You step in the box for the first time on a major league field. Well, I don't actually. I don't know. You might have. You might have done that during the pre-draft process. But I meant like playing with the team itself. What was happening? Like, wh- I couldn't imagine the feelings flooding through your mind because you're like, again, you're playing in Stockbridge last year. Right now, you're you're stepping on the field. You got major league players playing against you. Like again, like I know it's a common question, but what what are you thinking about? What's going through your mind? So, it's first and third, one out, right? Yeah. So, in my mind, I'm just thinking, put the ball in play and yeah. keep the inning alive. So, I fought, I fought that at bat to either get a walk or put the ball in play. Just don't just don't strike out. Um, and actually being able to hit behind Freddie Freeman is... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was something. Um, Could be worse things. Could be worse things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then to get the RBI, it really, yeah, it really, really pushed me to actually want to be there and stay there. I you 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 brought up a great point. It like the the whole situation was runners on first, yeah, first and third, one out, and uh, we kind of noticed you kind you you completely changed your swing when you faced when you were facing with two strikes and you were like i need to go i need to make contact with this ball that's something that is really really advanced especially for someone your age like so you knew at the in the situation that no matter what you weren't going to pick up that k you were going to get the ball on the bat and you're going to do whatever you could like is that exactly what happened through your mind yes i just didn't i didn't want to either strike out or make a level play to end in cuz i felt like that end was going to be what it was and it ended up being that i gotta say i was i was mad impressed just someone your your age your your acumen your talent being able to adjust like that on a major league field against major league talent just shows what kind of ceiling you have 
Um, I guess another kind of question to deviate from that was like growing up, you were a two way, you were a two way player, right? Do you ever feel like your time on the mound has helped you develop as a hitter? Or do you feel, you know, it didn't necessarily help it, but it didn't hinder it? Yeah, it, it helped at the plate. Um, it helped to know, because as a pitcher, you know what kind of pitches you're throwing, what what it counts, or what's mm -hmm. the kind of the game. So sometimes I have a feel for what they'll throw, the location, or, you know, um, what they want to throw. Okay. Either runners on base or close game. You get to you get, you get to uh, kind of feel like a or you think like a picture a pitcher when you're at uh, at that there. That's yeah. a, that's an interesting ability. That's uh, that's that must be really difficult to do. I couldn't I couldn't imagine having to think about that and then also hitting a ball that's thrown at me at like 96 miles an hour. So kudos to you. That's not a that's not a talent I possess. Um, one of the biggest things that you've done over the past couple of years, like you, you completely stopped switch hitting. Now you're, you're almost exclusively on the left-handed side. Is that just more, more, what's the, what's the best word? Is that just uh, easier for you or you feel more comfortable there? Yeah, I, I stopped because I wasn't comfortable on the right side. So I just went back to focusing uh, strictly left. I noticed that one of the small adjustments you made is uh, you changed like your front leg and how it points. Is that something that you wanted to do or is that something the Braves kind of saw and wanted you to change? And like, what other things are you kind of working on this quote unquote season? It's, it's kind of both, a little bit of both. Uh, we worked in the off season. We did like a hitting camp and then we did instructs. So like we worked on that, worked on like, whoop. My bat, because I used to, last year I held the bat on my shoulder, the whole yeah. bat, and wrapped it. So, like, putting, keeping it more up would force me to not wrap around balls and, like, stay through them and be on time more. So, yeah, that's basically what we did. That seems to be a really common theme. I, yeah, I think you see it with Acuna, Dansby. They've all made those adjustments where they've dropped their bat from – right up against their head and right in front of them. How hard of, a, of an adjustment was that? It wasn't It wasn't that hard. It just takes some getting used to because I've done it pretty much through high school to last season. Okay. I was used to doing that. So, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard. You know. Well, that's still – I mean, that that's crazy impressive to me. Um what are you, what are your hopes for okay so now 2020 you'll work on what you need to work on is there anything in particular that you're trying to focus on um, just try to get better in every aspect of my game or um, get a little stronger a little faster you can't i can't hurt i feel you man what about what about 2021 do you have your eyes on like playing in mississippi or like what 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 do you what do you think you're capable of doing in 2021 Oh, I definitely want to be there. Um, it's just all up to me and how I perform and how I carry myself and what the Braves want me to do and how they'll move me. Mm -hmm. All I can do is just be me and play how I play and let the let my results. Man's humble. Man's super humble. Uh, okay, now we'll we'll switch back into a little a little fun on Twitter. You know, 
uh, you're kind of revered, not revered, but you got a huge, huge following already. Because again, Georgia boy, everyone wants the Georgia, the, wants the Georgia boy to succeed. You got your, you throw in, you know, what did I say? You, what was, what, what is the rumor? You wore a hat at your high school commencement, a Braves hat at like your high school commencement or like, what, what was it? I want to get it certain. I want to get it for sure. So for my graduation pictures, I there it is. That's even better. Went to a train track and I had a Braves jersey on up under my cap. I mean under my gown. So I had it. I had the gown open, showing the Braves jersey. That's uh, all right. It's 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 like impossible not to be a fan of yours now. <laughs> uh. So yeah, Twitter favorite, all that kind of stuff. Uh. What's one thing outside of baseball that all of us may not know? I bowl. You bowl. How well? Are you like Mookie Betts level bowler? Or? No. 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 <laughs> I'm not there, but I do have my own balls. And I, I typically when I'm not playing baseball and I'm not doing anything, I go bowl. Is there anyone in that 2019 draft class that came close to you on bowling? Did you ever go bowling with like Backstrom and Paolini and Morton or any of them? Yeah, I went with, I went with Backstrom. Yeah, I went with Baxter and Morton. Uh, then we only played one game, so I don't really, I don't really remember. Because yeah, when when we played with when I played with Backstrom, that was the same day we had to leave because of um, COVID from spring training. Okay, okay. We had a we had a meeting and had to go back. So yeah, I don't I don't remember what happened that game. But yeah, that, yeah, I played with them. Did he did he cook for you at any time? Because I had him on last week and he said that he loves cooking. Did he cook for you? No, nah, we yeah we didn't we didn't have like in our rooms we didn't have. Oh, that, that's right. That was a kind of dumb question of mine. I, I probably should have kind of figured that out. Uh, well, maybe we can set something up there. We can have some kind of competition, some kind of bowling competition, and loser loser cooks or something. Um, Outside of bowling, like any other nicknames you go by, what what do you want to be known as? Well, my Twitter handle, I like to call myself Money Mike. Yeah. Uh, growing up, my dad called me Deuce because I'm the second. Okay. Uh, what else? <laughs> um, Marquis Grissom, he like he calls me Black Thunder. Any other ones? I don't think I have any. I don't have any other ones. <laughs> which which one would you say would be your favorite? What do you want Braves Twitter to call you? You want to be Money Mike? It's tough between Money Mike and Deuce because I grew up. Deuce was when I was a kid growing up until maybe high school. Then I called myself Money Mike on okay. like social media or whatever. So. I mean, it's really tough because I like Money Mike and I also like Deuce, so either one. We can vary it up, man. We can vary it up. All right. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I do have one last question for you. Uh, one of the most vocal people throughout the draft process, throughout, you know, uh, your debut and everything on Twitter has been your mom, Dr. Harris. So uh, I've got the opportunity to, to speak with her and I can tell where you get like your humbleness and your work ethic from, like. I can see she's the type of mom that's like, all right, you need to focus, you need to work hard, and that's how you get it. So how big is family to you? Uh, it's, it's really big. She, she's always on me about going to bed early. Um, 
wanting to do the extra work, actually wanting to put in the work. Um, my dad's the same way. Uh, my sister plays softball too, so we do the same thing with her. And yeah, they, they're really on top of us and wanting us to succeed and be great. So I really love them for that. And yeah, yeah you when you talk to your mom, you can tell the amount of pride she has where you are right now. But at the same time, that pride is like, but he needs to keep at it. He needs to continue working. I want to see him achieve all his dreams. <laughs> yeah, she, and she's the type, like, she'll tell me something I did that's good. And I don't really like get excited about stuff. So she'll, she'll be mad that I'm nonchalant about something I did. Like um, getting called up to the Atlanta game. I wasn't even like excited like that. Well, I don't show it. So she questions me and asks me if I'm actually like happy about it and stuff. Cause I don't really like show it. Well, man, like, thank you so much for taking the time out to do this. I know you got, uh, you got practice here in a couple hours. I want to make sure you got a, plenty of time to go through everything you need to do. Uh, thanks so much for coming on and best of luck in 2020. And I can't wait to, to cover and see where you go in 2021, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all in one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.